Good morning, friends, uh, physically and, uh, and digitally. Uh, welcome to chapel this morning. And I want to offer a special welcome to the students of our preaching program, who I know are joining us uh, uh, digitally. Over the next couple weeks, um, you'll get to hear from uh, each student in our preaching program. And so I encourage you to come back, uh, support them, and witness the fruits of that wonderful class. Anything that y'all need to share before we begin? Right. Um, if you don't already have one for our call to worship, you'll need um, a hymnal. We're going to be reorienting ourselves and looking in different spaces other than the screen, so you'll need to have that handy. Um, as yesterday was Indigenous Peoples Day, we'll be using a prayer from our Ojibwe neighbors. And if you are curious to, about the tribes that uh, uh, lived here before we did, uh, more information about them is found on the back page. So I invite you, uh, and, and this prayer will be uh, turning and praying in each of the cardinal directions and then turning in towards the, uh, the, the center to close. Oh, oh there's some more folks joining us. Right, if y'all haven't, uh, make sure you pick up a Voices Together. You, you, you're going to need it for the first prayer. We won't always be looking at the screen. Like I was saying, the, uh, this first prayer comes from the uh, Ojibwe people. Uh, we will be uh, praying facing east each of the cardinal directions and then centering ourselves uh, towards one another to let you know the directions north is towards that exit uh, east is over there towards clay uh, south uh, back here in this direction and then west is over is over here so uh, let's prepare ourselves with a, a deep breath in together deep breath out I'll lead the plain print, and we'll read the bold print together. Stand in body or spirit as you feel led. We offer thanksgiving to our creator, recalling that Christ is the center of creation and our lives as Christians. Turn to face east. As we face east, the direction of the rising sun, we offer thanks for the gifts of the tree world and for new beginnings. Help us to be honest with you and others and to be wise and just in our use of the resources of the earth. We give thanks to you, O God. And we turn to face south. As we face south, where we receive warmth, we offer thanks for the gifts of the animal world and for the call to be humble. Enable us to walk good paths, to live as families should, and with you to renew the face of the earth. We give you thanks, O oh God. South. East, south. As we face west, where we receive teachings of faith, we offer thanks for the gifts of the rock world and the purifying and fruitful waters. Sustain us with the earth, 
through your Holy Spirit, and give us faith as strong as the rock. We give thanks to you, O God. And turning to face north, as we face north, the direction of wind and snow, we offer thanks for the plant world and for kindness and wisdom. Breathe your strength and endurance into us and give us wisdom to treat each other with kindness. We give thanks to you, O God. Turn to face each other in the center. As we face center, from above comes the unconditional love of God. From the earth comes the gift of life. We give thanks for love like the wings of the eagle. We dedicate our lives to you, our creator and savior. As we walk on this earth, may we learn together and celebrate the way of peace, harmony, and tranquility. We give thanks to you, O God. You'll find our first hymn either on page 585 or on the screens around you. I invite you, if you're not already standing, to stand in body or spirit, and let's join in song together. from Matthew 16:13 to 16. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, 
Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. What about you? He asked. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Our preacher this morning is Jeff Maust. He is a third-year seminary student here. He's a member of the preaching class this semester, and he'll be joining us from southwestern Pennsylvania, where he serves as a pastor of a Mennonite congregation there. Oh, and there he is. The floor is yours. Good morning. Um, as was introduced, I'm uh, in southwestern Pennsylvania, um, working at a, a small church uh, out here in the countryside. Um, I'm glad to join you uh, virtually today. Um, as our passage um, posed the question, who does Jesus say, or who do you say that I am uh, from Jesus? This was a question he posed to his disciples 2,000 years ago, and I think it's still um, a valid question um, today. Um, in, the, in the passage, Jesus first poses a question to the disciples about others. Um, who do others say that, say that I am? And they give some of the um, answers you might expect, um, at least from that, that time period. You know, John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Um, they, were, they were trying to decide from basis of what they knew, what their experience was, who this could be. Um, well, from this end of of history, we can look at it and say they should have known who this man Jesus was. Um, I think looking at the passage of scripture and the context it was in, quite understandable that they they would have wondered if um, Jesus is one of those people uh, had come back from the dead, um, which I find is interesting that they consider to be easier to believe that Jesus had come back from the dead, that he would be Elijah or John the Baptist, um, rather than being the Messiah that was promised. Um, but they were looking for an explanation from what they already knew. Um, and then Jesus follows it up with, okay, that's, that's good. But who do you say that I am? Um, and growing up, I always kind of struggled with this passage because I thought, well, isn't that an obvious answer? Um, his disciples have been with Jesus for a long time. They'd seen the miracles he did. They heard his preaching and his teaching. Um, obviously they knew who he was, um, but it's, but it's important for us to claim, claim that for ourselves. It was important for the disciples to claim it. And it's important for us today to claim, claim who we are. Um, I didn't really realize um, the meaning of this passage until I started college back when I was 18, many years ago. Um, and I moved from southwestern Pennsylvania in a tiny little town with one stop sign, not even a stoplight, uh, to the city of Philadelphia. and. I went to Drexel University um, there in Western Philadelphia. So there are millions of people, um, things I'd never experienced. And one of the things that changed for me when I went to college was I lost my, my basis of support. Um, my community where church friends and church family were what I did, people I did things with. Um, that was my social group. 
and they believed the same way I did, even those who weren't part of the church, being of the same area, they sort of had the same kind of beliefs. Um, I grew up in a conservative Mennonite church, so it was very, very much a conservative viewpoint of life. Um, and we didn't have to look out, look much further outside of ourselves because we were I'm in an area where everyone else more or less agreed with us. And those who didn't agree didn't speak up. But when I got to Philadelphia, um, in the city of you know many different people, many different races, um, ideas, theologies, even different religions, I had to decide for myself um, who God was. Um, and this question um, from Jesus rang true in my heart. And I remember sitting in my dorm room one night, um, just crying out to the Lord and saying, God, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm at, but I know if you're here, I need you. And I need you to reveal yourself to me. Um, and over the process of several years and I guess really a lifetime, he has revealed himself to me and he's become that personal savior where I can answer you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And I think that's something that we all need um, to be able to answer for ourselves um, because it's all well and good to, to hear that said, it's all well and good to have our families or our churches or a pastor say that for us. Um, but it's important that we have that um, internalized um, that Jesus is the Messiah to us. Um, not just a good teacher, not just um, a wise man who lived many years ago, but he is our Messiah. He is the son of the living God. Um, he's the one we turn to when we have um, questions or difficulties or things that um, are going on in our lives. And I find that um, that process is interesting because, um, you know, as we follow the, the passage later on in the passage, um, well, later on in the book of Matthew, we find that Peter, Peter's the one who answered Jesus, but then he's the one who denies Jesus. And I think it's, it's a process of um, claiming Jesus every day, claiming what he's done for us um, on a daily basis. Um, and just like Peter, who is a pillar of the faith, um, you know, Jesus said, you're on the rock, you're the rock that I'll build my church on. Um, he still had doubts. He still had times where he questioned and where he didn't claim Jesus as his savior. So it's important that we take that claim every day, um, that Jesus is our savior, that he is our Messiah. Um, and of course we're not on our, we're not on our own, um, trying to figure that out. Uh, we have support, we have people around us to help us with that process, but ultimately it's up to ourselves. And unfortunately we have at the enemy who would defeat that, um, who sends doubts our way, sends, you know, the storms of life to make us question what we really believe. Um, so it's important to have that grounding, um, that this is our belief. This is who, who we are. And I think it's just an amazing thought as a, as a seminary student, um, thinking of leading a flock, leading a church, um, to be able to teach people um, what that means, um, to give them an example of what it means to claim Jesus every day, um, to help them find their own answer of who do you say that I am? Because even in li living a, excuse me, leading a congregation, while I can stand up in front and give them the answers and say the good church things it's important that they claim that for themselves um that we each do that um, each and every day um and going back to the peter um i think it's also important to realize that the problem of temptation um we never get to the point where temptation can't get to us where where doubts can't um 
get into our minds and uh, try to defeat what we've what we've stood for, what we've learned and gained. Um, which is why, again, he calls us to recognize who he is daily, um, to take up our cross and follow him and recognize that he is the Messiah that we're following. Um, and that de- the decision daily transforms our lives. It transforms how we, how we live, what we do, um, even who we talk to, how we, how we say what we say. Um, it's just an amazing um, thing to think we're following the man Jesus um, each and every day and claiming that he is our Messiah. Um, so to end, I just pose that question again um, that we started with. Who do you say that he is? Um, and who do you say that Jesus is to you? Thank you. Let's bow for a word of prayer, actually, if we could. Lord, I just thank you for your word to us, and I thank you that um, you're with us every day, um, and that you're guiding and directing us, and that you are our Messiah, even if we don't recognize it all the time, that you're still there, um, you're we're waiting for us to come back to you. We pray that you would just speak to our hearts and continue to grow us and strengthen us. Help us as we move on from here to live the lives that you would have us to live. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jeff. Friends, let's take a brief moment of silence to sit with and marinate all that we have heard from Jeff and all that we hear God saying to us even now. As we continue to keep our ears and our hearts open to what the Holy Spirit may be telling us this morning, I invite you to turn to either page 424 in your Voices Together hymnal or look to the walls around you and we'll have our, our next hymn. I invite you to stand in body or spirit as you feel led and comfortable and we'll sing together.
We'll now have a time when we can open our hearts uh, to one another and to God in prayer. Uh, how this will work is I will offer a series of petitions moving from thanking God for the world, uh, from the cosmic down through the church, our nation, those with whom our lives are entwined. And between each petition, I will leave a pause. Where during that pause, if you have something to add or something you want to lift up in prayer, you can offer it either aloud or in your heart. Um, after each petition and after each thing is shared, um, I'll end, Lord, in your mercy, and we'll respond together. Hear our prayer. Let's pray. God, our rock, God, fount of living water, source of our life. We thank you for the world around us. We thank you for the life that this world affords. We ask you for the wisdom and the courage to preserve and protect it, to cherish it, and to share its resources with all who depend upon it for life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for your holy church, for all those you have called into your fellowship. We pray that your spirit stirs up the gifts that you've planted in their hearts. We ask for a renewal of love for one another and for all the world. We ask that you remove everything that challenges your love in our hearts. Take our guilt and our shame. Take our pain, take our anger, our hatred, our suspicion, and our apathy. That your people would have nothing but your love to share with all those who cross our path. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our nation and for all the nations and peoples of the world, particularly those who bear the burden of leadership. We pray for the wise and the foolish, for the selfless and the selfish, that their hearts would be transformed by your love and that they would go about their duties with an eye for your mercy and compassion. We pray for those who live in areas where the voices of death and discord are louder than your voice of hope and harmony. Pour your healing mercy liberally upon those who live in fear and in danger. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those whose lives intersect with ours. 
We pray for those who make our lives possible. We pray for those who we see but do not notice and ask that you bring them to our attention that we can behold them as a sister, a brother, a friend, and your beloved child. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who suffer in body, in mind, or in spirit. We pray for those who are in pain without explanation, those for whom relief or recovery is still far off. We pray for those walking the last steps of their earthly life, for those who mourn, and for all those who give of themselves to walk with and to care for others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have died in the hope of resurrection and for all the departed. May your will for them be fulfilled. May they find peace and rest in your presence. And may we here find a blessing in their memory and comfort and courage in your eternal life that binds you and them and us together. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, I thank you for those who have gathered here in this seminary community. I thank you for the gifts that they offer you and their neighbors and one another. We entrust these things and more to you as our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The last hymn before we go our separate ways you'll find on either page 417 or the screens around you. And this is just too pretty a hymn to have only two verses. And so what we're going to do is we're going to sing verses 1 and 2 just like you see it here. And then we're going to sing verse 1 again. And if, uh, if you're feeling up to it, there is a descant part. And uh, if, it, if you can sing it, sing it out. So I invite you to stand in body or spirit for Seek Ye First.
we still have Jeff here, I'll invite him to bless us on our way. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for our time together, the way you spoke to us today. Pray that you would bless each one as they go their ways and all that they um, do today. Pray that you would um, go before us and um, watch over us and care for us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.